Happy Valentine's evening to you all, lovebirds. Hopefully you brothers laid up with a woman. Hopefully you women are laid up with your man and not somebody else's man. Hope you got all that you wanted. Hope today is all that you wanted it to be. Hope you have a lovely Friday evening and a great weekend. What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your man, Kev Mack, and I'm back with another episode of KM Video Podcast. Today, we got part two of the Big U series. Big U and Rockhead. Joe Rockhead walks in in the middle of the interview while Big U is talking about 4,800 men central jail, crypt module, and, you know, following part two coming up soon. Big U will get into relations with Nipsey Hussle, WAC 100, and Athens Bone. Let me ask you something about 4800. When you were in there, did any wars ignite while you was in there? Any tribalism? <laughs> what? Plenty. I <laughs> mean, look, I'd be remiss to tell you, it was so many of them. It was us and us and everybody and them and everybody it was us and i mean you know i think the most famous one everybody talk about is when we when the police orchestrated a, a um a war a, a fight between us and the Detroit gangsters for the dime moves in the lokes for the six foes on spokes on. for the ogs that did a dime came back around on parole uh. for the homegirls with the scrap game little homies that gang bang from pelican bay to ya rearrange your mind frame yeah i know what you've been through They got to be put on problem, man. They didn't do you. I created a corner pocket in my mother's garage. They call me Tiny Ant from Rolling Six. Better yet, known as Tylo Tiny Ant. Start hanging out. Start messing with the bloods, and then I turn the bloods on Billy. I had just got the 4800. I didn't really, I hadn't even never even seen no, no, nobody from no other games. And like I said, what I had did to them dudes in, um, in, um, in the, um, in the day room was kind of like my mentality. So we coming from child one day, I see Goofy from Matrix Gangster. I don't, I, I don't even know Goofy is from Matrix. All I remember him is from Horse Man. We all went to Horse Man together. And uh, I'm talking to him, and he tell me where he's from. And it was my first time really hearing somebody say that. I get off on him. And when I get off on him, we, we, we square up, and he the police make us go lock up. So they like, all oh, then, then we go to, um, they call me to go to visit. When we go to visit, they put me on the chain with Raton for Matrix. And we going, we going up the escalator, going up the escalator. Homie was just talking about that the, the other day. I had kicked him. 
I leaned down and, 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 and hit him with a hook kick on the escalator. And the police rushed me and was talking crazy to me. And then uh, we went from there. They, uh, so when we get back to the module, they like calling all the homies to come down to the, to the, to the uh, shower. Saying they gonna put. I saw you weak and saw me. What up, fool? Now let's get another half of the story, right? The rockhead. Look at the little guy. That's the little guy you were talking about. Yeah. So rockhead. Uh, Big U was telling us about when he met you. All that CCO, go work out, clean up shit, right? I did all that. Yes, you did. And you he said, he said your story different from his. So that's why I wanted you to surprise him. Let's hear your side of the story. Or when you met Big U in 4800. I, I first saw you in 4800, you was holding somebody's head like this, and you was pounding on them. <laughs> you was pounding yeah, that, on was, them. No, that was three days later, no, though. But look, you was pounding on them. I mean, dude couldn't even fight back, didn't want to fight back. He just gave in. And I said, what you doing, dude? What the fuck you doing? I mean, it's like doing having sex with a girl. Was you coming fight. back from uh, with a, uh, you was coming back from with a, who was Sam? Yeah. Yeah, but you already had been there. You already had made them work out. Then they moved you to the other side. Well, you had all this coming through. Crazy. What are you talking about when I met like you? you were, That's what that was the, That was the day. That oh. was in there. Okay. When they all came through. Who Let crazy? me tell you. These niggas, when this nigga came before they hunted, the, all them niggas who was running before they hunted, all changed. Right. All the niggas, you know, uh, should I say their names? When this nigga, and I didn't know who he was. Like I said, I didn't know, I didn't know, like, who he meant to the crib car. I'm a young nigga, I'm only 18. And then when he got in there, he didn't seem too old to remember. He made all them niggas start working out. <laughs> he too old to remember? Yeah, he made all them niggas start working out. He had them niggas in the back doing cadence. Because it was the first time I heard a nigga say machine in motion. I hadn't even heard that before. I haven't, I never heard that till I heard you, till you had them doing it in the day. I was like, Charles, you down there? What I'm saying? Nah, but I'm watching these niggas, you know what I'm saying? And you had them niggas working out. You was talking about cleaning up. You was like, and you was telling them about how when you get to the pen, you don't have to be clean. You don't have to do this. You can't be spitting in the sink. He was the first person I heard say all that shit. Rockhead, no. what made you feel like you was in charge? Nigga, I'm Joe Rockhead, nigga. I didn't ask for it, but I'm Joe Rockhead. So you just walked in and just took over? I'm Joe Rockhead. Okay, <laughs> give me a definition I mean, what more of Joe you Rockhead. Want, man, what? I need See? a full hey, definition. No, oh, my mama you know, that gave you walked in, you walked into a lion's den. Huh? And there was plenty soldiers up in there. Was plenty gladiators. But, there was plenty but people what was up a, in there. What was a lion's den? Forty-eight hundred. No, not to me. No, he ain't lying. Hey, so not look, to me. So look, he ain't exaggerating. Them niggas bowed down like. No, 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 not like that. I see. Think about it. <laughs> he keeps saying they bowed down. They to did. I'm, I'm telling you. But, oh, he want to be modest. I, I swear to God, on my on my on my life, on my life. I like this big nigga, When this nigga walked in, <laughs> I mean, I had already been there. I've been there for like about a week, and they couldn't move question. us in no cell. What happened? What happened in the holding tank? When you had like 14 people from eight, not eight different neighborhoods, and they all wanted to beat you up. Shit, that was every time I went to No, but, but they, they, we was all shocked down. When I walked in, they was all talking about getting you. You said, I fight two or three at a time. Yeah, that was. Uh, and you that, didn't believe me. That was, that was every time I went to, to, to I, court. I, I, oh, but but I was, it was new to me. Yeah, every time I went and to I court. And I thought everybody was new to me, but yeah. you was kind of shocked when I spoke I spoke up. Like, hell no. Nah. Because I'm like, as soon as I get these chains off, we all finna get out. 
And I said, so, no, nah, yeah, yeah, he, he, one yeah. or two at a time, that's what he going to get. Yeah. I said, ain't nobody else going to jump in. Give me three of them at a time. And, and I, got I said, this. what you want? He said, I want three. I'm like, I, and yeah. that's what okay. made me grab Okay, you added a number because you told me two. two. I said two. No, he, <laughs> no, he said no, two, I'm, three, no, and four. Gonna... No, he said he wanted to fight. He'd fight three or four at a time. Yeah. And then I said, no. Nah. Oh. When I spoke, I said, I ain't going to jump on home, boy. I said, how many you want to fight? He said, I want two. That I remember. I want two. And I'm like, and I was, I was impressed. Cause he was young, he was skinny. He ain't skinny no more. Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and so when he put his demo down, what was you thinking then? I was impressed. I I was so fucking impressed. I actually liked this motherfucker. I didn't like a lot of people, even though it was crip on crip violence. You you, you still liked it, huh? I, no, I liked it him. I didn't like the crip on crip violence. I I despise it even now today, but. I liked how he represented himself. He didn't go at them. They came at him. Was it reminiscent of CCO? What you saw in CCO? And then you came to, to 4800? Did he remind you of that? It had nothing to do with CCO. At that time, no, no, no. I dismantled Don't CCO. Like Don't look at I it I dismantled like CCO at that time. Yeah, because Miles came down right after you, right? No, they Miles. came before me, and they left. They, him, him, Big Ant, and Sue, they came to the county jail. When I dismantled CCO on the shoe yard, they came back. then they got off the bus. I got on the bus. And that's when they said Rockhead couldn't do this by himself. And that's when they had the little skirmish with everybody on the yard. That's when they rushed me to high power when they said all the rank and file got hit. Then everybody spoke up for me and brought me back down to 48. So draws, Rockhead and leaves. Who pulls your coat and lets you know who this dude is? No, I found out who he was. I found out who Rockhead was while he was there. Because then he had, they had, after we in, in the day room, they had moved Rockhead to the other side. And then I, that's why I seen him at court. Because I had so many cases, I was going to court every single day. I was going to court every single, I mean, I, I was at court so much, man, I fell asleep in the courthouse. That's how I ended up getting the, um, the best lawyer I ever met, man. His name was Roger, no, no, not Roger. His name was, damn, man, that's stupid. Oh my going to say Earl Brody, man. Hell no, nah, man, I, he died, my lawyer died. I, I'm, I'm tripping, I can't remember his name, but he died. But I met him because I fell asleep in court on one of my cases, I had a hot one, and I fell asleep. And the judge was like, "Man, what the hell are you doing, falling asleep? You got a woo woo." I'm like, "Man, look, man, I be out here every single day. I'm here. I'm at court every single day for for one of these cases. If it ain't Inglewood Court for traffic, I'm here for all these. He made them consolidate all my cases under one lawyer. Dude beat all my cases. I ended up coming home just on probation. When's the last time you seen Rockhead? Shit." You know, Rockhead. Oh, so Rockhead was up there at, at, at uh, Jim Brown's house when you and Keystone and all that. No, 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 no. He was in jail. He was doing it. He See, was doing it. Again, when I got out, when I got out, Big U went in. Yeah. And then I was sitting at Jim's house and I'm chilling. And Jim said, Rock, you know Stone, no Stone, and Big U? Yeah. I said, Big U? I that little motherfucker? Yeah. We caused the shit up in the county jail? I said, I don't know Stone, but I know who Big U, I know Big U. And again, when Big U got out, and we kind of reconnected, I'm like, man, where you been? I heard you been out for a few years. He said, Rock, man, I told myself I'm going to walk away, step back, and deal with myself for these four to five years. And once I get off the road and everything, then I'm gonna make my moves. And the moves he made, I said I said it before, I'm saying it now, was ridiculously awesome. For him to create development options, for him to get into the music stuff, for him to do the things that he's doing positive, 
in a strong, powerful way based on his mindset, what he said he's going to do when he get out of jail. It's hard for us to set plans in jail to say, these are things we're going to do. But first, I'm going to beat the system by not doing shit, by not participating in nothing, be a father, be a husband, and stay away. Then as soon as he got out of parole, you saw this dude, like, everybody, you goddamn be. I mean, I'm like, damn, I know that he wasn't allowed, you know. It kind of threw me off. But for him to educate himself at that level, to prepare himself to who he is today, you don't get it nowhere else. You can't get it any better. How, how did you and Stone hook up with Jim Brown? I had met Jim Brown. Um, we was, I was playing, I was playing semi-pro football. And one of my partners from Inglewood family, we was all on the same team. We was on a semi-pro team. Me, me, Lil F Bone, Bronco T, uh, Bronco T, JT, um, Kabi. We was all playing semi-pro football. I had this black band, and we was playing in Pasadena. And they came and said, "Man, Jim Brown having a meeting, and he, he, he want game members to come up there." I was just a fan of Jim Brown. I was only going just because. It was the legendary Jim Brown. So we get up to Jim Brown house, and we were so excited. We still had everything on but our football pants. They gave us some um, some sheets to put down. And they was having a meeting. They was, like, going around. And Tank Magruder from Compton, a couple more dudes was in there, and they was all talking. And so they was like, yeah, this shit might work because we see y'all got Big U in here. We can go and I'm like, but I had just cut my hair off, and I had a flat top. And so they ain't there like, and so, um, T. Rogers. Mm -hmm. I knew T. Rogers from having a phone store on Crenshaw and um, Crenshaw and Slauson. Whoa, 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 whoa. T. Rogers. T. Rogers. From I didn't even jungles. know that. From the jungle. <laughs> Had a phone store. On Crenshaw and Crenshaw and Slauson. Right off of Slauson, by the way, a little, um, um, a couple of blocks. If it was between 54th and Slauson. We should go in there and buy phones from him. I had no idea he was T. Rogers. I had no idea he was the blood, none of that. Until we seen him, I seen him again at Jim Brown house. And, he, and I'm looking at him, he's like, yeah, man, we talking, we chopping it up. Because he don't know I'm Big U either, though. So while they in there talking, they talking about, yeah, man, you know, because at that time it was on with us. And it was on with us in the Compton and on, and on with us in the Greats. So it was like, they come on our side, we own them. We go on their side, which we never had to go, on, go to Compton. It was on. It was kind of like on like that, but not all the way like on like it was us and the gangsters. So when they was they was looking at me in there, and so Stone and all them is I mean not Stone but Jim Brown and um, T. Rising are trying to figure out who was Big U, like who was the nigga they keep referencing. And then when we got ready to come to my time to speak, I got up. We I'm like we was finna leave. And so T. I'm like no 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 let's stay and wait and see. So then I guess T. Rising figured I was Big U. So that's when Jim jumped me. Jim like, oh no. So Jim jumped me. He was like, man, I said, man, I can't, I don't call nothing for the 60s, bro. I said, I could bring my big homie up here who's who speak for us. He tell me what to do. And then I tell the rest of the niggas what to do. And that's what we do it. He was like, well, bring Stone up here, man, whoever you I said, that's the only one nigga I'm gonna listen to, bro. And he know more of this business and, and this other shit, and that's how Stone got to the taste. So was this in 91 or that was before that. No, this was 89. It was 89. Probably. They didn't even have, yeah. it wasn't even incorporated yet. It was. Wasn't no books, wasn't no nothing. But what Jim told me, when he first met them, American started in 88. 
America started in 88. <laughs> um, what up? Come on. Come on. Huh? Huh? I American started in 88, all right? But, like I said, when Jim told me about the program, at that time, Big U and Stone them was around, it wasn't no curriculum. It was about just bringing them together and trying to figure out what's going on. Then Jim said Big U and Stone them helped him curate the life skills curriculum. And you can talk more on that. But the one thing I do know, Jim loved the Stone. I never met him. I don't know him. But the way Jim Brown speak on Stone, man, that I mean, he see, he cried. Yeah, I mean, Jim loved him some Stone. Everybody loves Stone. Though. I, I kind of want to tap in. But let me, let me look, look, let me tap in this. This is Andre Sparks. That's another one of our big homies. That's who we looked at. That's who we looked up yeah, to. You mentioned it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I always talk about. Okay. And, and, and Drake, come on in there, man. Oh, yeah. Come on in. This is who I. This is who we looked up to. This. Okay. And Dre, what what Dre just did what? 20? How long he just did? 28. Dre just did 28. Now, he can tell you everything about Stone and himself. Because, I mean, like I said, we had niggas that we looked up to over here. And I remember in the last interview I did, dudes was feeling some kind of way because I didn't mention certain dudes. But I can't mention niggas I didn't know. And I ain't heard of those, those certain names we didn't hear about. Really, to be honest with you, I didn't have to hear about them because... We had already had the niggas we was looking up to. You know what I'm saying? I could walk out the door and look up to a nigga that was older than me that was doing it. It was getting money and already been to the pen and whatever. It was telling us how it should go. You know what I mean? And that was, Dre was the oldest one. Dre was the oldest one on the block. And I mean, really, he could tell you the story of AG. We was babies. And, and, and what you, you older than Stone or younger than Stone? Older. He older than Stone. Sparks. Yeah. What year did you land on on, on Arlington Sparks? 1963. 60. Wow. And when you landed, damn. What was the block like? What was the racial makeup of the block back then? We had it whites on this block. Predominantly white? No. Huh? It'd be like six or seven at the most. How old are you? 59. Do you remember when these kids landed on the block? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Did the block change when they landed on the block? A lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> Him, his cousins, aunts and uncles. Yeah. Yeah. They were a gang themselves. Yeah. It, was a it was a team. <laughs> it was a team. It was a team. So you kind of remember when, when the rolling 60s hit this side of the tracks then, huh? Of course. Do you know what year that was? Let's say 75, 76. That's when it became recognizable. He could tell you about Kwame, Kwame, Rennie, when Kwame got he, 
right there, 1981, June 1981, when Kwani Harris got killed. In this alley right here? Right there. Renford Forte got killed October 26, 1980. That's Rennie. That's Rennie. Rennie. He's too old to be an Arlington hustler. Who? This guy. This nigga Arlington, though. He, Honorary Arlington Hustle. No, he's like I told you. Remember when? We, remember I told you we was a, we was a, we, okay. we was the young niggas, and then when we got it all the way to the point, them was the niggas we looked up to. Him, like I said, I always say him. Every time I do an interview, I always quote, I always cite Andre Sparks because he was the oldest dude to me on our block. You know what I mean? I had older cousin Alvin them, but Alvin them was younger than him, but. He was the one in the streets, though. You know what I mean? Like, if, if we was going to have counsel or we had an issue, I ain't going to catch this nigga walking down the street. Who, who were the first 60s on this side of the track, Sparks, that you can remember that lived in this area around 59th Street School? I'm not going to put their names out there. Put, put the dead ones out there. Okay. That's cool. All right. Can you show me my kids again? Okay. Right. Right. You going to count? Yeah. You're going to sign a release for my document. Right. Get it to me. She right there. She, she ain't going to let you go nowhere. I guarantee <laughs> She ain't going to let you walk off the block. All right, my man. <laughs> she already getting the paperwork. Oh, yeah. 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 Let, let, let's get his years. 87 to 91, leading up to when he catches his case and sends it to the prison. Right. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Right. I just want to finish up Rock Hit 48, and then he can get out. Okay. All right. So we're still on 4,800? 4,800 is sick. Big Marcel, uh, Lantana, look at the Grandies. Oh, yeah, Cell was there. Yeah. Marcel, Cell was there. Cell was there. Uh, uh, what's his name that got killed with, uh, um, man, uh, man, what's his name? He's a wrestler all Gangsta, the time. Gangster was the trustee. Gangster was on the other side, yo. Selden yeah. was on our side. Cell yeah. was on my side. Big on, uh, um. Uh, South side. Stone. Stone, then. Stone was Michael over Stone there. Michael Stone was in there? Stone. Michael Stone. That's how I met Michael Stone. He from Corner Pocket. Oh, he from Corner Pocket? Yeah, that's why you said that. I'm like, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Jerry Stone. Yeah, right. Jerry Stone. Jerry Stone. Yeah, Jerry Stone was there. Not Michael wasn't there. Jerry Stone was there. That was my big homie, bro. Yeah. Man, I used to wrestle that big old nigga. Like, he was bigger than me. Because I'm 6'3", so Jerry Stone had to be 6'4". They was all tall. They were 6'4". Strong as a motherfucker. Man, that nigga used to be nice to wrestle all the time, but he had bad feet, though. Remember he had Remember bad, bad feet? feet? <laughs> and I, I was a man, I should leave my seal just to go there and say, that nigga love me to death, man. Jerry Stone, man. That was my that was that was him. him I, I really was cool with all the old niggas though. Right. You know what I mean? Like him, Jerry Stone. I mean, it was about Jerry 40 Stone, to say at that Michael time. Um, uh, no, Michael Stone wasn't there. It was on the Jerry Stone, oh, Hoover Dog, Marcellus was on the other side, came again. Big insane from, from insane grip. Was on, was there. Richard Thornton. Uh, yeah. Hey, so look, draw. You know, we interviewed Lil Doc, right? 6'9 East Coast. Yeah. My nigga. Yeah. He was in there with you? Yeah, Doc. Doc was on. Um, Doc was there for about two years with us. Me. Me. It was the, out of the young crew was. Because F Bone them left. F Bone, Looney. F Bone, Looney. Um, all of our, all the homies was my age left. 
So it left me really, really was fucking with these coasters. So it was really like the roller coaster. Me, me, Doc, Bub, Sad, um, Sandman, and then our homies, you know, was was kind of like coming and going. But they had, they was there for a long time. Like it, it was, and then I gauge it because, you know, our homies might come for about three, four months, five, six months, a year fight a case. But you know, it was certain of us who stayed there like two years fighting a bunch of cases. Doc was there. Me and me and little Doc was there for a long time. Doc said you was in there uh, bailing out East Coast. Yeah, I built out my dogs, man. I built out uh, Raton. I built Raton. I always, what this bill was two hundred fifty thousand. I built him out. I built out like five niggas, man. I, when I came home, like man, I got you. As soon as I get home, I got you. Was this off of Minnesota money? Off Minnesota money, man. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota was good to a lot of people, man. So as I bailed them niggas out, I'm like, man, come up here, just sit up here, get you a bag, and then go get it, go get it right. I deal with all that snow down there, though, man. Man, we was getting so much money, man. It was. It didn't even matter. It, it didn't even matter. I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you too, because I was really only there actually physically there for a short period because when I got there, I set it up so nicely. And then Belly came, Miles came. Uh, um, Belly really kind of like started running it for me and then but Miles took it to, to St. Paul. And then we ended up getting the mini haha projects in Minneapolis. And it was really where, where, uh, where all the uh, Indians were staying. So the Indians used to get like three checks. You remember the Carter, where they had the apartment on the uh, yeah. on the top? We really had a Carter going. I'm talking about we had the top apartments where we was, and then we had the other floor under that is where everybody used to go smoke. So so the Indians was getting three checks. They'd get the first and the 15th, and then they would get another check, for another government check. So I can't remember which one of the homies Gotten the mini high projects first, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna I can't lie to that way. We probably got a million or two dollars. We was probably making a million out of out of mini high projects, probably a month down there. Let's, let's rewind to the origins. On how did you guys get to Minnesota? I got to Minnesota, man, right here on Arlington. Perdog, Perdog, my homeboy. Um, Perdog came to me. I just got a jail in 1987. I think it was March 87. I got a 4800. And uh, Perdog came up to me was like, man, look, I got a spot that's still rolling, bro. We can get old money. And I'm like, yeah, I'm willing to try anything because this shit out here, we went from selling, we went from buying an ounce of cocaine, 1500 and you making 3500 3000 You know, at least you can make it $2,500. That wasn't rolling no more? Man, it was crap. It was the shit that, that whoop came in. When that whoop came in, it changed the, the whole, it changed the whole hustling game. Niggas went from taking one brick, making it into three, some niggas making it into five. So, and then the, that shit was blowing niggas' chests up, who was smoking. So we really wasn't, uh, it really wasn't a lot of money to be made. And uh, Perdoff came, was like, man, they still getting the same money in Minnesota. So, needless to say, 
No Good gave me three zips. Um, I can't remember where I got the other three from. And um, um, my homeboy gave me, another one of my homeboys gave me some of that black. And we went to Minnesota, and that really just, it really became history after that. How did Fur Dog land out there? His family from out there. Burdock whole family from Minnesota. So he was just, and, and, and like I said, uh, all the travels when we did was really family orientated. His mama was already out there. We went to his mama house. She had an apartment. I can't remember what side of Minnesota she had the apartment on. And, uh, but, but we got so much money out there. So you was wearing a lot of hats back then. Minnesota, World on Wheels. Shit, I hustled in Minnesota. Then I went and opened up Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> Yeah. We, Would you say that was your best moment in Crippin? When? In the 80s. In Crippin? In the late 80s. In the late, I don't, well, I'll be honest with you, man. I ain't never really, I'm still, I represent what we represent, man. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? I don't uh -huh. know if it was the best moment of retired or whatever. I ain't never heard that. I ain't never said that. Because I feel like that we should all be evolving to something. Mm, true. And it, and it always takes me back to the, what the CCOs was and the CCOs, the blue number. Because to me, it wasn't a bad idea. It was an idea that, to me, that that I I I, uh, I feel like we was they, they was young. Like I'm the babies out of the generation. I'm the I'm the baby. I'm like I'm I'm younger than them, way younger than them. But the idea is an idea that she should be formulated and can be formulated by an older group now. You know what I mean? Because it was too many people that was young and it was in a stressful environment. So it was so many other things that would make you think a different way and go a different way and they was young. Here's a question, a little different. What can you pinpoint as the biggest problem between Crips and Crips or either Bloods and Crips or Bloods and Bloods? Greed, man. Greed is the biggest problem between all of us right now. It's greed. It's like, and, and, and that's within the East neighborhood. That ain't like we, when you say that, you talk about we, we make we make it seem like it's something different, but it's really greed yeah. because we can start on this block, grow up together, and start getting some money, and then greed kicks in because once he start getting more money than me, I'm gonna feel like nah, nigga, I helped you, or I gave you the idea, or I started you off, or I brought you there. Like say with me and Perdog, Perdog was the first one to give me the idea to go to Minnesota. I just out hustled Perdog because he had habits. So even when Perdog was going in and out of jail, I wasn't. So Pearl, I still would come to me like feeling like, bro, I gave you the tail, gave you the tail, nigga. Well, how many, how long do I gotta keep looking out for you because you gave me the tail? I still have to take penitentiary chances. See, but even even on that page right there, even the organizations, is all about greed, because everybody want make want to reach the highest total pole, and there's no such thing as the highest total pole. But then CCO, you have the central committee, subcommittee, etc. But when the leadership take all that power all that power and start disrespecting themselves or they start doing silly and stupid stuff it destroys it they start worrying more about that dude with the dope with the sack that dude with the sack right there okay he's cool but little homie don't bring that knife out i'm a disciplined little homie but no discipline that motherfucker make that motherfucker with the goddamn weed sack carry the knives but because they got something the leadership wanted they start showing favoritism so greed has always played a role in everything and anything in life, from drugs to hustle to organizations. What comes first, ego or greed? Combination of both. Yeah.
it's combination good. of both. Eagle wouldn't be in there. Eagle don't got nothing. That the greed is yeah, greed. Greed is greed. Draws. How, how long did Minnesota last? From '87 to what? When did it end, and why? Shit, I ain't got a. <laughs> they put my name in the newspaper somewhere in there, and I was really finished with. To be honest with you, and then like I said, I was already hustling other places. I was never really. I was. I was always I was always on the grind. I was I was hustling from there, St. Paul. We went to New Orleans to hustle. I remember um Stone had called me because they was in New Orleans and Stone was trying to figure out another route to get some stuff to New Orleans. And he was like, bro, I need you to do this. So I really just did some stuff for Stone and it went so well, I was like, shit, I'm on my way out there too. Cause it was like we were just going different places to see the numbers, and then my and then the soda was set already. Like I knew how much money I wanted to get. I knew how much money I was getting out of there. So I really wasn't even really going there no more. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, and it didn't fall to me, cause even after I went to jail, when I was in the pen, I was still getting the bag. Were you guys out there wholesaling or? Setting up rock spots. It was not. Nah, we always we started off with rock spots, then everything kind of went. They had like a start of the they had a, a sting operation that they was trying to get to get to me. And uh they had spent at that time they put in the newspaper seventy five thousand was a lot of money to spend to try to get somebody. Yeah, had mothers buying rocks and then trying to go up from buying rocks to buying this to buying that and they're coming up. And uh but I wouldn't ever meet nobody. When I was only coming out there to Pick my bag up, have a good time, and get on. I wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't mean. I didn't play in. I didn't play nowhere. I hustled. I only play home. You know so, what I'm saying? So look, I'm one rule. So look, Draws is having all this money hustling. Then Draws catches this case in '91 doing a robbery. What happened was this. I'm gonna tell you. So what happened was. Thank you guys for checking out KMAC Video Podcast. Don't forget, you can check out the videos on KMAC Videos on YouTube. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Share it on Facebook and Twitter. Get the word out there. Let your friends and family know about KMAC Videos if they're into the history of the streets of Los Angeles, urban gang culture during the 70s and the rise of cocaine in the 80s and the killings in the 90s. And why we need to stop. Why us brothers, black and brown, need to come together and stop the violence. You can also hit me up on my Cash App. You guys are not hitting me up on Cash App. None of my podcast listeners are hitting up my Cash App. When I say none, I mean zero, nada, none, goose egg. Hit up my Cash App, Camac Videos. Twos and fuse, or a bunch of ones beat a bunch of nuns. Anything will do. Come on, make it worth it. Make it worth it for me. 
Help me out. Show some support. Support your own. Once again, that's going to do it for this part two of the Big U series. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always go to YouTube, Mac Videos, and check out the videos. Appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, have a lovely weekend.